This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. I hope you guys had a great Sunday worshiping with your church family. You know, last week I mentioned this, and I'm going to mention it again this week. Just a heads up, we are officially 54 days away from Easter 2022 at time of release, not time of recording, time time of release. April 17th, 2022 is Easter this year, which in one sense, it's nice that Easter is, you know, kind of pushed back into April a little bit, not into March. What, <laughs> what, what was that? Was that COVID? Was that the year of COVID 2020 when Easter was really early? Oh, goodness. I, I, I honestly don't remember. But we are literally less than two months away from the Easter worship service, which let's just be honest. Now, as Protestant Christians, yes, we put a lot of stakehold in Easter because this is the day Jesus rose again from the dead. But for us as Christians, we understand this and we we practice this, that every single worship service is when we come together and celebrate the resurrected Savior. However, in your church community, though, they don't understand that. For your church community, Easter is just another holiday full of chocolates and eggs and Easter bunnies, which can we talk about the fact that (laughs) who came up with the idea that the Easter bunny has Easter eggs because um, last time I checked, the bunny was a mammal and it didn't lay eggs. But but either way, your community does not necessarily, I mean, they, they will say that, yes, Easter is a time when Christians, you know, maybe they stole the pagan holiday, whatever. They celebrate their risen Jesus. But at the end of the day, your community does not know Easter as any other day in today's culture outside of the fact it's just another fun holiday for your family. However, though, studies have shown that people are a lot more likely to walk into a church worship service service on Easter Sunday or sometime around the Easter service. So we're not talking about Easter today. We're not helping you prep for Easter today. However, I at least want to keep it on your radar that Easter is coming down the pike. And to help you with your Easter services, I'm not ready to launch this yet, but I'm working on creating two different graphic packages for your church that you can download for completely free. One will be more of a traditional bright colored white and then the pinks and the blues and all those little fun Easter colors and whatnot. And one's more, I'm calling it like a boho style, which if you don't know what boho is, don't worry about it. It just looks pretty dope. But hopefully by next week, all of that will be packaged up, ready to go, where you can just download that stuff for free at smallchurch.media. That is the goal. That is the plan. But if the crap hits the fan in the personal life, (laughs) it might be pushed back just a little bit. But the goal is by next week. You know, over the last, uh, I would say, two weeks, we've had a lot of new listeners here on the podcast. So if you are new to the Small Church Media Podcast, I just want to say welcome. I am glad you're here. If you're a longtime listener, though, you've been with me since last year, welcome back to the show. I do want to say this. This episode's going to be a little bit different in the terms of it's not going to be a conversation that is built, designed for this podcast. Back in January, I was a part of the Church Management Software Virtual Summit put on by Church Communications Pro. ChurchCommunicationsPro.com, they have some phenomenal people over there. I know I've talked about this on the show probably for at least a few months now that I've been prepping to do this this conversation. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to just re-air that conversation and that workshop that I did for their virtual summit, where it's all about not just a church management software, but how to use your church management software efficiently and effectively so that people actually don't tune you out when you send them communication. 
Now, this was part of a massive virtual summit where they hit on so many different aspects of church management software, such as how to set it up, which one to use, how should you look at stats, how do you you know set up tithing through it, how do you set up texting through that, and that was not my topic at all. So if you're not at all familiar with church management softwares, or maybe you don't even have one set up and you're like, Mark, I don't know what the heck one of those things even are, there's so many great resources out there for that. I know Planning Center has a free version of Planning Center People, which you really can't do much with that outside of the fact of just track your people and track. I don't even know. I don't even think you can track attendance with that. It's more of just to have a database of your people. Personally, though, I love Breeze church management software. This is not a sponsored ad. This is just me flat out saying the fact of I like Breeze church management software. It's Breeze CHMS. Literally, it's 50 bucks a month. That's it. It's all included for all your people in your groups and your features and how to communicate and all that different kind of stuff. So if you're not using a church community or church management software to organize your people into groups and help them through process queues and track your people, receive giving, send communications out, I encourage you to check out Breeze CH. MS.com. It's one tier pricing, 50 bucks a month, which I know is quite a bit for smaller churches, but there's a lot of other softwares that are way more expensive than that. And I'm currently trying to convince my church to move to Breeze as well. Again, not a sponsored ad yet. I would I would love a partnership with them. But this is just me being honest. Of If you don't have a church management software, check out Breeze, chms.com. But either way, going back to the conversation for today. So again, this was a workshop that was given. So the audio will be a little different. It kind of peaks in some areas because I wasn't able to test the audio as well as what I wanted to when I presented it because I actually presented it not just here on this microphone, but actually in a our, our young adult worship area at, at, at the church. Um, so pretty much in this conversation, you're going to hear how do you set up your church management software to effectively and efficiently communicate with your people with the goal of understanding that different people need to be communicated to in different ways. This is something that I'm hopefully going to continue beating into the heads of, of, of my church, which fun fact, my wife and I are actually currently in the process of switching churches. I'll be leaving the church that I was on staff at for six years and continue to serve there for another two, even stepping off staff. So we're going to be stepping into a new season of ministry here in a little bit, not as a pastor, just, just as a layman doing what I do for the kingdom the best way that I can. So we're in the process of doing that. And so if that church is listening, we got to have a little, some little chit chats about how to set up your church management software to communicate to people effect, effect, wow, blah, 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 blah. effectively and efficiently. So I'm done talking. So let's get into this conversation right now. guys and welcome. My name is Mark Hyde and I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of South Bend, Indiana. You might not know where South Bend, Indiana is and that's totally okay. All you have to know is that we are the home of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, now, now before you guys get mad at me and leave this workshop and just disappear for the rest of eternity and then we become enemies, I still love you. It's all right. Notre Dame hates everybody. Y'all hate us. It's okay. I love everybody anyways. But I'm coming at you from the city of South Bend. And before we get started with this workshop, we have two quick housekeeping things to take care of right off the bat. And the first one is... 
just to make sure we're not confused on what's actually happening in this workshop, we are not painting any happy trees in this workshop, all right? I got beautiful hair, Bob Ross has beautiful hair, but we ain't painting no happy trees in this workshop. And the second housekeeping thing that we have to talk about before we get started is the fact that you already know this, but every single church management software is so different, they're designed completely different to do different types of things. So even though I would love to just dive in and talk about these are the very specific ways to set up your your church uh, church management software to communicate well with your people I can't do that because church community builder planning center breeze uh, church windows and all the other ones, they have so many different ways to do what we're going to talk about today. So rather than give you step-by-step -step guides on how to do this, we're going to talk about the strategy in order to implement this with your church management software. And then you can take this strategy and this brain brainstorming session, if you will, and take that and then put it into your church management software and then learn how your church management software wants you to do this. So before we jump into this, though, I want to tell two quick stories that will set the stage for what we're going to be talking about here for the rest of this workshop. And both of those stories are about me visiting other local churches in my community. The first local church I visited about uh, two and a half years ago, and this is the biggest, most exciting, fastest growing church in all of Michiana. In fact, this church right now is probably set to be the largest mega church in our area. And so I had a couple weeks off in the summer while I was still a pastor here in South Bend. So I took me, my family, and my kids. We went and visited for a couple weeks. We hung out with some friends. It was a great time. And you know, just like as a visitor, when I walk into the church, I go, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Someone show me where to go. So they took me over to the children's ministry desk. You know, I signed in on, on, on their, their iPad. I typed everything in. They printed out the label. I got my pickup label, slapped that label on my son, put the other one on my daughter, took them away and put them where they're supposed to go in their children's ministry. Service went great. I went to go pick up the kids and without a, any problems at all, I was able to give them their slip and they handed me my children and we left. Now, remember, we were only at this church for two weeks, two weeks in a row with the kids. And it was a great time worshiping with those people. But this is where it got weird. Okay. After we were uh, visiting the church a couple times, all of a sudden I started getting a lot of emails from this church. And these emails were not welcome emails. These were parent emails. In fact, these emails were devotions from the lessons that they learned in class. They were communication and messages that the children's pastor wanted to tell the church. And it was at home follow up props to help take the conversation to the next level with my kids at home. And I started asking myself, whoa, 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 what's, what's, what's going on here? I'm a local church pastor. I'm already connected with a body, but you're treating me as if I'm a, just a general member at your church. And I visited you guys weeks ago. I didn't get any welcome emails. No, here's how to take your next step or anything like that. I just got every single email that every other parent in their congregation got if they were a member. Now, second story happened a little bit more recently, not two and a half years ago, but more like just, just a handful of months. We took our family to this church. And again, just like normal, we were able to fill in, sign up, put our kids where we're supposed to go, do the check-in tags and all that different things. It was great. And then when I sat down the worship service, they were like, hey, you could text the word new to this number and we will, we would love to connect with you, which I'm like, great, let's see how they do it. So I texted new, I put in my information and it was great. But then all of a sudden, 
I wasn't getting the information that I thought I was going to be getting. I didn't get text messages like, how can we pray for you? Do you have any questions about the church? Here's a welcome video from our pastor. Here's how you can take the next steps with our church. And here's how you can take your next step with Jesus. No, no, no. I didn't get messages like that at all. But you know what? No, what messages I did get? Hey, here's how to sign up for this Bible study. Hey, we are all meeting in the church parking lot Saturday at 10 a.m. to go for this service project. Hey, don't forget to when you drop your kids off the church service this next Sunday, here's what we're going to be doing with your kids. And I'm like, hold the phone. You had a great chance to welcome me into your church and try to get me to plug in. But instead, what did this church do? They just funneled me into the exact same group as everyone else in their church. Now, being a church communications guy and an associate pastor, let's just be honest, I'm a general consumer of technology. I love the fact that they, these churches spent their time, their money, and their effort to actually set up processes to email me from their children's ministry and also text me from their church texting software. And I'm super, super glad that they did. But here's the problem with that. These both, both of these churches had an amazing opportunity to step into my life and meet me where I was at. But what did they do instead? They just got their big old church megaphone out and started yelling information at me, which let's just be honest, I didn't give a rip about. And they should have known that based on how I filled out their connect cards. So let me paint a picture for you real quickly in case you're not quite picking up what I'm putting down. And that is this. People are walking into our churches every single week. They might be people who are already Christians and just trying to find a church home to go into, or they are brand new to not even just your church, but potentially the faith as well. And I believe that many churches, and maybe your church is like this as well, is we are failing to use our church management softwares to reach people where they are at. And we are failing, and these two churches specifically failed an opportunity to reach someone new in a new family for Jesus. And here's what I mean, all right? When people first visit a church, they may not want to be known. And we talk about this. When someone makes themselves known, that's when we need to be ready to communicate with them. And then when they finally make themselves known to us, rather than just finding someone to walk alongside these people, many times people get blasted with church announcements, weekly email newsletters, and various updates of the church. You know, going back to me right here, rather than sending me a bunch of PDFs, the church should have been sending me emails like this. Here's 10 reasons why a good children ministry will help shape your child for the future. Hey, here's a video testimony of how, insert church, help my child come to follow Jesus. Here's our favorite parenting resources to help you parent your difficult child. Why? Because this is the content that I needed. I brought my kids to church. They didn't necessarily know if I followed Jesus or not. I may be a Christian. I may be looking, I may be looking for answers. I might be new. The second church should have sent me texts and emails to welcome me to the church. Not necessarily just these messages, just to broadcast out their information to me. And when people walk through your door, here's my question to you, church communicator. How are you communicating with those people? And how are you coming alongside these people and using your church management software to properly communicate with the various people in the various stages that they find themselves into? When people walk through our door, specifically new ones, we have an opportunity to step into their lives as well as make an impact for the kingdom and potentially lead them to Jesus. But this doesn't just stop at first time guests. What about your church 
members. People in your church want to know information that is relevant to them and helps them grow in their walk with Jesus and help them not miss out on amazing opportunities to connect further with the church body. But what, what do most churches do? Weekly church announcement, send. Bible study canceled, send. Oh, and like five people go to it, but send it to the whole church anyways. Children ministry having a special event going on, send. Teen event change, uh, change time, send. Or even better, the church, uh, the, the teenagers are coming home late from their mission trip, send. Event that I don't care about, send. Women ministry needs donations, send. And all without thinking, what is the best way to communicate with these people for the most effective return on that communication. Because here's the deal. If you're sending information to your church family that they do not care about, they will stop opening your emails. They'll ignore your text messages. And eventually they will miss out on important information that you actually need them to read because their emails either go to spam, the trash, or they unsubscribe. And this is where your church management software comes in to actually save the day. And when people first sign up for church software, and maybe you were like this as well, it's normally for the following reasons, right? Number one, hey, you get a free church directory out of this, which side note, it's been like seven years I'm still trying to convince my lead pastor that our church management software is not a directory. It's not just a directory. Or maybe you're like, hey, it's a way for us to check in our kids to have better kid security. It's a way to manage church giving. It's a way to set up the worship service. It's a way to track online giving. But a church management software is so much more than a way to make sure your Sunday morning worship services go smoothly or a way for your church people to get their tithing statements at tax time. A church management software is a tool that helps you make sure that A, no one slips through the cracks, but also B, helps you minister better to your own church people. It's a tool to help you grow your church. It's a tool to help you communicate with visitors and communicate with a member with your members in a way that lets you come alongside these people and potentially bless them through throughout the week. And now see, okay, this is where it gets a little crazy and a little complicated, all right? So that's the vision, that's the strategy. We need to use our church communication softwares to actually reach and communicate to our people better. But the problem is every church communication software is different and how they want you to do this. Now, I'm most familiar with Church Community Builder, all right, CCB, because that's what my church has used for many, many years, and I've set up so many process queues and procedures, and hey, I even have set up automated email campaigns out of CCB. It's a whole lot of fun. But we also have used Planning Center services for mainly our services, and I know that many of you guys use the software Breeze as well. But what I'm about to say next is where it gets complicated because now it's time for you to figure out how to do it with your church management software. And that's this. You need to put your church management software or you need to use your church management software to put people into groups, lists, and tags in order to properly organize and then communicate with your people. Why? because every person needs to be communicated to differently. When someone texts the word new to your church, they don't need to receive your church email newsletter. When someone's an empty nester, they don't need any emails about the children's ministry. If someone's a teen, <laughs> heck, they don't want emails in general. You need to set up your software to properly set up groupings. I cracked myself up. You need to set up your software to properly set up groupings of your visitors and your church people in order to communicate with them 
in the way where they actually want to receive and open and follow through with your email. So I'm gonna give you some really quick examples, all right? Because I know this isn't necessarily practical things to take away, but here is a very practical next step for you and your church with your church management software. You ready? Rather than having one big pool of visitors for your church, split people into two different types of visitors for the visitor who attends your worship service, and then maybe for visitors who attend an event that your church puts on that's not necessarily a worship service. Now, why should you have these two different groups? And it's because these two different groups are at different stages of the process and the journey with your church. People who have visited a worship service need to be pushed to take their next step, whether it's to experience following Jesus, maybe to take that next step in baptism, maybe understand even just why your church has a weekend service, what classes they have available to grow their faith and connect them with others, or hey, even meeting one-on-one with the pastor for coffee. This is what this group needs to be communicated to about, but the people who attended a blog, a black party, a hog roast, a food drive, a VBS, a car wash, whatever, need to be communicated to completely differently and they can be invited to different things and they might not show up if you invite the 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 group who's been to your worship services event so if you invite people back to your worship service they're more likely to come your goal over here people come to the events is to get them to come to your worship services different goals require different ways to communicate and if you have these groups separate you can then send them those different communications like let's just say you have an another event coming down the pike. You can email just the list of visitors that came to that for one specific email. And then you also want to invite this group of visitors to that same event, but you can craft those emails and those text messages differently. Here's some other different ideas, all right? I was trying to figure out and just think through some different ways where you're like, okay, Mark, uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. What types of groups should we set up for our church management software? I have a massive list. We're gonna go through all of it and then we're gonna make it real easy for you, all right? Here you go. Here's some examples of groups that you can set up. Families with kids. Families with teens. Families with no kids at home. A group for every single connect group, small group, Bible study, or Sunday school. Prayer team, visiting people with kids, visiting people with no kids, visiting people who have no faith background, teens who are active in the student ministry, but their parents are not believers or involved in your church, families in your church who serve in various ministries, people who want to be baptized or people who just got baptized and helping them take their next steps, people who recently followed Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and people who go to, like me, other churches who visited your church. And then you need to create these groups, but then you can't just create them and leave them. You need to properly help people take the next steps to continue on through the groups all the way through what your next step plan is for your specific church. Now, here's the deal, all right? This can be really hard and this can be very complicated and it takes a lot of time and let's just be honest, a lot of energy to correctly set up your church management software into the groups to correctly communicate people how they wanna be communicated to. But we're not done yet, all right? After we create it, now we need to start creating content to reach those specific types of group. You need to develop content and strategies and systems around each one of these groups to figure out what those next steps are and how you can communicate to this group differently than to that group. And you may, may just be sitting there thinking, okay, Mark, just stop. I right, just stop. 
This sounds like a lot of work to do. I don't know if our church can handle all of this. And you know what? I agree with you. It's a lot of work and your church may not have the bandwidth to do it. So here's where you can get started right now. First, set up your visitors, set up those two different categories. And then every time you are about to email, text, or contact your church on your list from inside your church management software, ask yourself this question. I'm going to change it to be a little different than what most people say. I'm going to say, does this message actually affect 60? Some people say 70, some people say 75. I'm saying 60 because we need to get really clear in our communication. Does the does does at least 60% of the people on this list even give a rip about what you're going to send them? And if the answer is no, well then make two separate lists. You don't need to sit down and make up all the lists. You can simply build your list or rebuild your groups or redo your tags, however your church management software does it, and do it as you go. If you notice there's a visitor with no kids, make a group. Is it a visitor with kids? Make another group. Is there a new Bible study that's getting started? Make a group. You're going to start a new young, uh, young adult and college ministry? Make a group. When you are trying to reach your people with information that they need, you need your church management software set up in such a way where you can communicate the right message to them at the right time that they need it so that they will actually open your emails. And here's one more bonus tip. We're about to be done. I'm going to sign off. We're going to let you go. But here's one more bonus tip to send you on your way, okay? People don't want weekly email announcements. In fact, if you send a weekly email, people will tune you out and not pay attention to when you try to communicate to that list something that they actually need to know about and maybe will be helpful for them in their walk of life. And then here's the deal. After you do it, you test it, you test it, you test it. If people aren't opening your emails, change what you're doing. Maybe try a Facebook group, try texting, try video instead of text inside of your email. But when it comes to using your church management software and doing, using it well to communicate with your people, remember your CHMS, your church management software is a tool to help you take care of people to take their next step. Take time to use your tool. Create your groups and your list. Start communicating with people in a way where they want to open your email, not ignore you and throw you in the trash bin. And I'm just going to throw it out there. If you need any help at all talking through this strategy or maybe even setting up your church management software and you want someone to come alongside you and help because your church maybe not have the bandwidth or the staff to do it, I am here to help. I didn't start with this because I didn't want to start with it, but my day job is I'm a graphic designer and I'm also a website developer and I also coach some churches as well. And I coach businesses to help them step into 21st century when it comes to their graphics, their media, and their technology. And you can learn all about me over at Mark with a C. Is that the right side? I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, Mark with a C at, uh, with a one, Mark with a C. So markhide.com. Or you can also find me at smallchurch.com. Dot media. And if you are a small church, we're talking like church under 100, under 75. I do a podcast that is specifically geared for you. Just go to smallchurch.media and that will take you to all the various places you need to go. 
or just Google the Small Church Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And there we talk about how you can not just grow your church in terms of numerically, but how you can actually grow your congregation's faith using media and technology in a way that maybe you never thought was possible because you think you don't have the time, money, or resources to do it. And I come alongside you and help you do that. So feel free to come alongside. Let's continue the conversation. Reach out to me again anywhere social media at tmarkhyde, markhyde.com, small church media. Let's keep the conversation going. And I hope you have a great rest of your time here doing this summit. And until we chat next time, take it easy. So that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that virtual workshop summit that I was able to do. Again, if you have any questions, the follow-up questions, seriously, just go to smallchurch.media. You can go to the specific episode page, leave a comment there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, which I know there are many of you guys who do that, please, please, please leave me a rating and review. Or if you're on Spotify, just give me that five-star rating. I would appreciate it more than anything to the point that I'm going to send you a $5 coffee gift card of your coffee shop choice just to say thank you for that. I want to let you guys know that I'm actually working on an interview and hopefully that interview will be launched. The first ever interview of of another person besides just yours truly on the Small Church Media Podcast. Hopefully that will launch next week. And if not, keep your ear out looking for that. Basically, how can pastors up their communication game on social media and be better communicators on that platform. So keep an ear out for that. It's going to be a fun conversation. I'm not giving any details about who it is and all that kind of stuff, except for the fact of I am very excited about this conversation. So just like always, I am thrilled. I am blessed. And just thank you for hanging out with me for another week of the Small Church Media Podcast. So that's all I got. I should have ended the plane a lot better than that. (laughs) I don't know what else to say, guys. See you next week. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.